If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. Welcome back to our part two chat with the one, the only, Anna Kinkoses and Beba. And hey, if you haven't heard part one, it just aired yesterday. We talk all about Anna's return to RHOM. We talk about Alexia and Marisol and, you know, why they ran away and then they came back and all the stuff we didn't see. And we're about to get into a lot more right now. All the stuff we didn't see during this scene. This scene lasted for hours, this Mother's Day lunch. What was edited out? We talk all about so many things. So listen to part one first. It aired yesterday. And now part two of our chat with the one and only Miss Anna Kinkosis and Beba. And and um, she never said she wanted her dead. I never once said anything about death. Um, I yeah. agree. She looks like a rotting corpse. I do. Um, and I stand by that too. But the one thing that Beva isn't, Beva's not my minion. If anybody that listens to mommy issues will know when uh, I, that's an insult. If you think I'm her minion, because it, I've right. done so it, much to not. individuate from this woman. <laughs> right. I and love my she, mom, but I am a very different person from my mom. Yeah. And she will call me out and she will, you know, she didn't have anything against Marisol. She doesn't take on my fights. When I came back from the reunion, no. when I did that with Leah, oh. she was like, but why did you do that? You're not, you know what I'm saying? She can be super objective, which I wish she wasn't because she's my daughter and I think she should be on my side all the time. But, wow. you know, I raised an independent thinker. And so I will be the fallout of that too. So she calls me out. So the fact that people think that I put her up to it or that she yeah. has that in her heart for people and that she's just like, oh, you can go suck it. You know, it's it's not great. Oh. I have, my daughters are college educated, super accomplished, super respected in their fields. They're, no, they are all those things. So imagine for me as a mom to 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 see how something is just taken, but but the truth be told, she had a right to say what she said. It was mild for what was said. I think it was a mild insult considering the gravity of what was said. And she stands by it and I stand by her. And just so everyone doesn't say the obvious to me, does anyone want to state what Marisol said to your sister? So th this is why it's really hard to talk about this because my sister is really private and what happened to her, she doesn't want people talking about it on a podcast. She sure as hell doesn't want it talked about on a Bravo show. So we, my sister is very adamant that like, we are not to talk about this at all in any capacity. So no, we can't say it. It's a it's lot a of people do know it. David, it doesn't you know, matter. Know it. it doesn't matter. So doesn't we, matter. we don't need to say it, but it's out there. It's, and... It feels very like Crystal from Real Houses of Beverly Hills from like last season when they're like, what did Sutton say? And she's like, it was bad. I know. Right. I understand that it sounds no, like that, it... but it really is like just something that my sister went through something. And then she, it, it was Marisol very tragic. And she mocked the mo tragedy. Mommy, stop. 
Marisol, I'm just saying you cut people off, woman. You need to chill. (laughs) You really need to chill. She said something bad. And then it was just like the fact that Marisol had a comment about it at all is enough to be like, what are you doing? Even if it was like, oh, wow, sad. (laughs) Even that would be like, what are you doing? Shut up. You have no place to talk about this. And it is out there in some respects. I saw comments. So I agree with you. I mean, (laughs) before we move on from that topic to that point, like, what does your sister say about this? Like that it is. She doesn't doesn't listen. She doesn't doesn't watch the the show. She's done. She's like removed herself and totally fair. And to be honest, I told my mom this on our, our episode that we recorded. Um, I'm done with this. Like I've gotten to a point where I'm like, I I don't want to watch housewives anymore. That's like a separate thing. But specifically when it comes to Miami, because I'm like, it's, it's just there. It's too much. There are some franchises at this point that I've like removed myself from. And Miami is becoming that for me where I'm like, you guys, uh, I can't anymore. I'm still going to watch. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I get it. Not wanting to watch Housewives in general is a whole nother thing because I yeah. can go down that I gotta, road. I got to say, I thought that this whole thing, because, you know, I've gotten a bad edit before, and I don't know that it was bad. It was just... It wasn't a bad edit. It, they it just wasn't cut a stuff bad out. edit. It was just... Um, look, uh, you know, the producer said it was so chaotic, and he wasn't there. You know, he had a showrunner or whatever. He says, if I had been there, I would have compartmentalize that and gotten because there was a lot of good footage there was foot you know there there was a lot of great stuff and that they couldn't use and i i understand that they couldn't use it i do understand when things are too dark or things are like you know and not relevant to and not relevant story right you know look when i went there and i think if you want me to tell you the whole reason or you can ask me whenever you want i don't want to direct this whole thing no no well that was why before we get into what wasn't seen like so what it was that you know where all the bodies are buried and you know things about alexia and marisol and they thought what you're gonna now bring this out on a national tv show and right marisol's i'm and i'm gonna do this because of my loyalty towards adriana i mean i don't have anything against adriana but in that show, my friendships were with Alexia and Marisol and Joanna. Those were my friendships. Now I'm I'm friends with Joanna and Leah, n- not the other ones. I don't consider any of them friends. I, I like Karen. She's fine. And, you know, whatever. But friends that I talk to on the phone, that I visit, that I, yeah, those two. I want to talk about Leah and Joanna in a minute. But so what, so tell us, like, what wasn't shown then? Like, what wasn't well, shown? So- like you said, like, it was, this was hours and hours. Like, were you were there for hours right. and hours? Yes, but you know, a total from beginning to end, a good four hours in that room, two hours. Uh, when I walked in and I had the cringy scene with, with Lisa, I, you know, I brought, um, what do you call it? Um, Nicole and Anthony, some sauces, which they, you know, I wanted to promote and they told me, yeah, bring them. They didn't show them. And then uh, I, I sat there and, and, my whole purpose and, you know, Beba knows this because when I was deciding, do I want to go on the show? It's a, you know, it's a scary thing. It's like, of course you have a brand, you have a, a, a podcast, you want to promote stuff. And I know that, you know, viewers, they love a cameo to see people from before. And I'm always getting messages, you know, Oh, come back, whatever. I'm like, why not? Let me just be lighthearted. And fun. Well, it was anything, but, and then I thought, one of the things that really pains me to this day is the fact that people 
keep bringing up what I did and said about Leah's son at the reunion. That is something, it's one of my biggest regrets. I have talked to Leah. I have apologized to Leah, to RJ. It's the whole thing is just, it was not my finest moment. And I thought, I have said that before. I've said it on this podcast. I've said it on our podcast, but I guess it doesn't get to anybody unless you say it in the same form in which you said it to begin with. So I thought when they tell me, hey, what are you doing here? I would say, well, actually, and say what I was going to say. Well, when I got there, there wasn't any of that. There was like, why are you here? Marisol says you want her dead. <laughs> and so I'm like, what? I've never said I wanted her dead. I, my daughter called her a rotting corpse, if that's what you're referring to, whatever. And then um, she goes, but why does she call her that? Why does she do that? And I said, I can't discuss it. And we had made it why I cried so much afterwards out of the guilt. But I said, I can't discuss it. And then Nicole says, Julia knows the story. And Julia goes, I know the story. And I, it wasn't me who said it. It was her who told the story. And the story effect, you know, triggered her for, for whatever reason, you know, her own past. And I, I got into the story and I, I'm talking about, I couldn't breathe. I was hyperventilating. I was crying. I was whatever. And then I was like, and I wasn't supposed to talk about this. I came here because I fucked up what I said about Leah, what, you know, whatever about her son. And, and it just, it, it just turned, it, it was over and over. But why did you say you wanted her dead? Like Kiki over and over would say, but why is it that you said you wanted her dead? And it's like, I didn't say that. Which part of that, you know, it was very frustrating. So then finally they come back and I'm sitting there. And you saw some of the interaction, but what you didn't see is, you know, Marisol kept claiming that she hadn't talked to me or seen me in 10 or 11 years. And that is patently untrue. So, I mean, during COVID, I decided that I wanted to do a Real Housewives reunion dress auction, which we raised a lot of money. We raised $68,000 for, for, you know, uh, emergency workers and everything else. And so, um, I did it for the same reason that anybody, I don't know, raised money for anything else. I thought I was Marie Kondoing my closet. I thought this dress doesn't bring me joy. I have one reunion dress. There may be, there must be so many people out there with 10 reunion dresses that don't bring them joy either. I started calling people. Everyone sent me dresses. Everyone. I offered it to everybody. I even at the time was not speaking to Leah and I wrote to her. And Karen and, and Joanna, Joanna got me Denise Richards. I mean, and Alexia and Marisol, crickets. Oh, Adriana brought me a dress. And they didn't respond at all. Then this whole thing started getting press. It was so in it like Vanity Fair or Everywhere. Yeah. People Magazine, Daily Mail, they, everything. You it, name it. Andy it Cohen spoke everywhere. out about it. Yes, Andy Cohen. That basically you were asking housewives to donate their reading yes. dress to raise money yeah. for COVID relief. Right. So I had called these two women. I'm talking about two months before they were the first people I called because who do you call your own castmates first? And all of a sudden I get a text from Alexia and she's like, oh, I saw that you're doing this. You never called me. I'm like, I texted you and I texted whatever. And then they're like, I'll bring you my dress and 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 Marisol's dress. So she came, she gave the dress. We spoke for hours because that does happen when I don't talk to Alexia for a long time. I end up on the phone with her for like three hours catching up. And then we probably don't talk again for another two years. Marisol and I, she called me because she wanted to get me dresses from other people. 
because she wanted me to give her credit in the articles. And I did, because this was not about me getting credit. This was about raising money. Seriously, I had no interest in going back to the show. None of, I had no idea the show was even a possibility at the time. And so... The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. This summer, the world must answer one question. Why has no one made a popsicle that gets you high yet? That's right, it's summer, and it's time for you to get your hands on America's new favorite product, Danksicles. 20 milligrams of THC in two great flavors, the latest and greatest innovation from IndiCloud. Is IndiCloud the greatest company to come out of America? Maybe. But what we do know for sure is that IndiCloud is the best way to get dispensary-grade cannabis delivered directly to your door, 100% legally. Yes, they ship legally to all states. No medical card needed. Whether it's vapes as big as your head, flowers you won't find in your mom's garden, or, of course, popsicles that get you high as <laughs> What are you waiting for? Go to indicloudco slash spring24 and get discreet delivery on top-shelf THC products. Head over to indicloud.co slash spring24. That's co, not com, to snag 30% off your first order. We just had New Year's and so many of you made many resolutions of what you want to change in 2024. But one thing that I'm not changing thanks to one skin is my skin's biological age. What is your skin's biological age? It's basically how old your skin acts and looks. And that's different than the actual age. Do you know that one skin products are powered by a scientifically proven peptide called OS1 that targets the lines and wrinkles right where they start your cells? The OS1 peptide is the first of its kind to actually turn back the clock instead of just masking the signs of aging. I use OneSkin primarily around my face and my eyes because it reduces the lines and wrinkles. But OneSkin has products for everything. The body, they have sun products. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code VELVET at OneSkin.co. That's 15% off at OneSkin.co with code VELVET. After your purchase, we'll ask where you heard Heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you New Year Healthier Skin. That's one skin. I um I um what was I saying now? I forgot. Marisol oh. was gonna help you get like Jill Zara. Yeah. So she called me and I spoke to her a few times on the phone for many hours. She told me that she had sold her business. And I remember this because I've never heard anybody say this before. She said, I have nothing but time on my hands. I've never heard anybody say that. So she told me that she would be more than willing to help me help me because she had nothing but time on her hands. I'm like, okay, great. And then I said, do you want me to send, you know, to the different women, you know, if you want to give me email addresses or whatever, so you don't have to do, he goes, she, she goes, I'm going to give you Sonia's number, but I'll deal with Luann myself because she's tricky. And I said, oh, okay, you know, whatever, that's fine. And then she proceeds because, you know, the reason she tells these stories is not really so much to badmouth the person, but that the anecdote includes the fact that she was hanging out with them in the Hamptons. Do you know what I'm saying? That's the reason she tells it. So she tells me the story about how she stayed with Luann at her at her house and that Luann 
drank so much that in the middle of the night um, didn't remember that Marisol was there and started screaming at her and that she had to talk her down from the ledge. And the reason I'm telling you the story is because when we were there, she goes, I haven't talked to you. And you don't, they don't show this. She directs this at me. You, I haven't talked to you in 10 years. And I'm like, really? What about when we spoke for this many hours and you told me this and you told me the story about your Novikov boyfriend and how much you suffered. And you told me the story about Luann and you gave me Sonia's number. She goes, I did give you Sonia's number. And then I said, and what about, let me, what about my conversation, your conversation with Luann? Do you want me to refresh, refresh your recollection on that? You said this and this and this and this and this, and she just stayed quiet. She didn't say a word. Of course they left it out. I asked production. They told me that it was too fourth wall crossing and to cross franchise, but he did encourage me to talk about it. Um, so, so that's the part where, how do you say, I haven't seen you or talked to you, or I don't know anything about you. I haven't seen this woman. I can't even recognize her. And so it's a consistent pattern of lies that makes you wonder, is anything she's saying the truth, you know? And, and, and that's my point about Marisol. Marisol is a, a mean-spirited person with a very black heart, you know, because of what she she said before. But even the way that she works on this show, like she's there to destroy, she's there to bring people down, and she doesn't care what it costs anybody. And and it shouldn't be that way. There, it's a show. It's sassy. You you say things. You're shady. You're whatever. Your shoes. Even Louis Vuitton makes mistakes. Whatever. But not at the core of of where people can't get over some of the things you say, you know? Well, that's not nice to her, but to say about her good friend, Luanne. Of course Sass. not. And and by the way, of course she'll deny it. And it would behoove Luanne to deny it. But Luanne knows deep inside it happened, just like Alexia knows the story because Marisol told Alexia the story. So they know it's true, but everybody that was there heard it and she stayed quiet. She didn't even know what to say about it, you know? So what, what about, you know, because you are, you could say for a few minutes, you are friends in real life with Joanna Krupa. Mm -hmm. You talk to her a lot. What about her? You know, I, did you hear this? Cause I heard this. I don't know if you've heard this, but I heard that they were casting a net of looking for certain people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think they're looking for new people for they Miami. Are. Yeah. I, I, I know a couple of people that they have done full casting, uh, tapes and um, I don't know that many. I have heard that they're looking for something, and um, you know I think Joe would be great. Um, she hates them all so much. <laughs> I feel like Joanna could be on a different franchise. Like, yeah, I, I don't know if she needs to go. Joanna's to great in TV <laughs> because she's got that Eastern European temper, man, and she's not messing around. She's like just my texts with her about this episode or whatever just i look at it and i'm like man she's 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 hardcore well what what does she say about this episode she no she hadn't seen it oh but she will say i mean i'm not going to verbatim say she's my friend i'm not going to read it but but the joanna you see is very much alive and um she holds grudges hmm? that's just the tip of the iceberg i think she would be fantastic on the show i would love to see her back and i would love to see leah back a little more i am totally like do people still say shipping no right that's I mean, so you can say it. <laughs> okay 
You're uh, a more seasoned woman than than me and Baba, so you say what you want. No, I'm uh, just kidding. I mean, I would love her. Joanna <laughs> to go back with Roman. I love them together. There's, you know, I know they're good friends still. She's divorced, and um, I wouldn't hate it. I would, you know, I'm I, I just wish I could make that happen. Well, I find I think hello? they're right for each other. It hasn't worked with anybody else for a reason. Well, Anna, I mean, you say that, you know, you you are in contact with the producers now that you've been back. You are friends with Joanna. Why don't you facilitate the producers talking to Joanna, maybe a lunch, a coffee, a drink? Yeah, I'm when I <laughs> when I'm in L.A. in the next couple of weeks, we have uh, we're going to get together. And um, she wants to know about my experience and everything else. So, I, you know. But I, I would love to see her back on there. I don't want the show. You know, the show has had not uh, great ratings for whatever reason. I also think they've been a little unfair with Miami. They move it around. They put it when the other shows are on break. They move the time. That's not good for a show. But, mm. but um, yeah, ratings have been not great. Except your episode. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that the, it was the highest rated. Yeah, it's the highest rated in the season because there was a lot of hype around it. And I think it was also a big disappointment. And so we'll see next week if people are like, you hyped us up, you fooled me once, you know, and or maybe it'll be like, I also think, of course, I'd like to think that I had something to do with it. And I do think I had something to do with it. I also think Gertie's story is very compelling. You know, I think Gertie's story, like I think halfway through that episode, everyone forgot about me because... Mm -hmm. When you see women behaving the way that those women, and then you see somebody putting out there all this stuff with her real family, her real husband, her real, you see pain and love and, and, and it's not dark, it's hopeful and it's brave and it's courageous. And we still want to see women like that. And so it's a breath of fresh air from that lunch of the cackling hens, myself included, screaming and fighting about stupid things and then somebody dealing with something that's life or death and children and husbands and love and forever and i you know so i think that contributed to ratings as well yeah i thought it was the highest rated episode of the season because because the behind the velvet Row podcast was featured of course uh... no, well, of course i mean i know but you know maybe that's right behind gertie i do it really was <laughs> and like then two, us it was like that it was like two episodes it was like us on the first half well you're welcome really david you're Thank welcome you. <laughs> i too when i got a call from bravo production asking if they could use this podcast never thought it would be to the extent it was as well to the right. extent babe and made when we first started it well i am the one that called like you you did. Thank you. Anna. I'm the one that called you. And no, they asked me if you would give it to them. And I said, that, yeah, who will give it to them? And then I connected you. Thank you. And I did really think it would be a snippet here. At sure. So, yeah. so for those people who think that I, you know, was mortified when this was dug up. No, I gave I gave them, gave the, them. The, 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 the Uzi to shoot me with. Listen, you, at the end of the really day, let's be real. This is helping both of our podcasts. And that's really like when we came on to your podcast, when we we're like a little nothing podcast, which we're still kind of a little nothing podcast, but <laughs> we were like, David, get us your followers. That's why we went on and we like divulged so much info. And well, so us being on Bravo, all three of us girlies on Bravo, it's free promo, babe. That's all it is. I mean, I haven't complained. You know? <laughs> I haven't complained either. 
I, I haven't, mean, I, you know, I, I think that, that it it's all perspective, right? If, if you ask Marisol, she's probably pissed at what's happened because by, she wanted to take attention away from me. And by insisting on leaving, she just put 50 spotlights on us. Yeah. Like, do you, you know? think she regrets how she, yes. if she, you do? Oh my God. Of course. Because if she just it. said, looked over and said hi and ignored you, you and ignored the entire would have been time. edited out. It would have been probably entirely, like maybe. Yeah, entirely. Because then any of the things I said that were deemed not appropriate for Bravo would have had to be left out anyway. And my whole thing would have been cut out. Well, to that extent, and let's just be very honest here, Marisol, I'm looking right at the camera, Marisol, because Marisol is uh, listening, obviously. Let's just no, be honest. God, Hi, course. Marisol. Right. Like Hi, they, Marisol is really just, they, they, they Don't they, forget they, Mommy Issues is on Mondays. Listen to Mommy Issues. But Marisol, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, to Baba's point, thank you for thank making you. this such a big deal <laughs> and getting fun. behind the Velvet Row podcast on. Hi, Kiki. <laughs> Hi, Dr. Nicole. I still love you, even though you don't listen. Alexia, girl, you were on the podcast. Don't be mad at me. I didn't say it. Um, we haven't really said anything bad about Alexia. No. Not anything really bad. We didn't I, say anything about her. Brahma's always defending Alexia. To, so. to be honest with you, I mean, like, my feelings don't matter, but I really feel the same way you guys. I have a soft spot in my heart for Adriana. She's been on this podcast many times. Yeah. Alexia's been on here. I've Marisol's the only one I personally am not so fond of myself. And so I, I kind of, my thoughts align with all of yours. Yeah. Do you, because you think Marisol regrets, you know, making a big deal out of this. I would agree with that. Do you regret going on the show? Because you say Joanna might want to pick your brain about, you know. No, I don't regret it. No, if I had to do it, this is how I felt about that. But I don't tend to regret things because I find everything a learning experience. And so it's just something my dad put in my head when I was younger. Whatever happened, there's a reason for everything that happens. Even if it's bad, you'll find the lesson. You know, Beva already knows this in life. And so I think that there was more upside than downside. I just, I hate, look, the thing is that to make me look like a shrinking violet, it, it's just, it, it's a disservice, not just to me. It's the viewers who has been following the show forever. It's like, that woman never shuts up. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, that it's woman- like, regardless of of whether people hate you or love you, if if you're... If they put together that part one of that episode being like suspense, Anna's here, whatever, to have right. it be nothing is it's a letdown. It's not even a letdown. It's kind of like a fuck you to the audiences from the it, producers doing the right. show. It's like, why would you do that? You actually just shot yourself in the foot. You need to like you you have to at the end of the day, it's like a cat with a laser. Have you ever seen that? They, they say when you when you mess with a cat and like a little laser, eventually you have to let them have it. Because if not, they go crazy because they're like, they go no. crazy. Yeah, so that's true to, to like tease something and never give it to the audience. It's like blue balls, even though that's blue a, balls is a not good... a real thing. And let's be very honest about that. It's not real. <laughs> ladies, don't let anybody tell you it is. <laughs> John Liam tells her every day. Did you know that when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all? Don't search match with Indeed. If you hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform that has a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. You guys know I hate to waste time. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. Before I had Indeed, when I hired for this podcast, it was a disaster. It took me hours and hours to go through resumes, only to find that I couldn't find anyone even remotely qualified. The editors, PR, advertising, marketing, ad sales people, all the people involved in this podcast I found through Indeed. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. And Good news. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash velvet. Just go to indeed.com slash velvet right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash velvet. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Doesn't being a king or a queen seem so enticing? It sure does to me. But you know what? More often than not, it comes at the expense of everything else. Freedom, privacy, sometimes even your head. The creators of Wondery's Even the Rich are bringing you a brand new podcast called Even the Royals, where hosts Brooke and Arisha pull back the curtain on royal families, past and present from all over the world to show you, well, the darker side of what it means to be royalty. They cover it all. Like, for example, Marie Antoinette. Do you realize that so much we know about her is wrong? After she became queen at just 19 years old, she ended up in a battle with the French press that started a series of impossible-to-believe events. It's history's greatest smear campaign. Worse than any of the housewives that we talk about here. And what about King George the Fourth and Caroline of Brunswick? That's literally the worst royal marriage of all time. There's a story that involves catfishing, fake pregnancies. Follow Even the Royals on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge Even the Royals ad-free right now on Wondery Plus. Do you Uh, see the life advice you'd get if you listen to my uh my issues? You know know what? I I agree. I agree. Um, I agree with everything that you said. And I think that that, um, it, it was a letdown to them. But in defense of production, the chaos was worse than what you ever noticed there. There were people throwing furniture, drinks, screaming. There was physical uh, manifestations of this anger, which is why I was like, I haven't done this in a long time. I'm freaking out, you know, like not freaking out, but I'm like, why is everybody so crazy mad? You know, I was like, I, I guess I can clear a room really fast, but like, what did I, it, it, so it wasn't what I did. It's what I know. And, and yeah, I guess if you have information, I guess people got to have to worry about it. But I just, I just feel that it's so ridiculous that I would show up there with like, <gasps> Lola. Anna sing her brain for everyone watching on YouTube. Oh, this goes on YouTube. I was just going to say, it doesn't matter if I do this because you don't have the YouTube, but this is also me telling you that I only have a couple more minutes. Oh, I am. (laughs) I am watching the clock. Exactly. Okay. We're going to, I mean, this (laughs) is these glasses. Um, and you are good. Hi, Lola. And you are good with Leah, right? Like just so everyone, cause I mean, I I know you are, and that's a huge part of why you went back also is to try to clear the air and let the world know that everything is good with Leah. I'm more than good with Leah. It's weird. It, I, it's somebody that I regret not having maintained a friendship with longer because I have much more in common with Leah than any of these women. Leah is, is somebody that, you know, without having to has created 
her own businesses, has made money, has always done it. She's married to one of the most, you know, influential and respected lawyers in the country. She doesn't have to worry about money. She has a collection of Birkins that's worth over a million dollars, but she hustles. And I have so much respect for her. And I, I, I like that about her. She gives great advice. I have, it's just an easy with her when I talk to her on the phone sometimes like last night she's in LA and she calls me she goes are you awake it's two o'clock in the morning I'm like yeah and she had just like whatever and she's telling me a story and it's like okay well bye we'll talk later it's it's an easy friendship I feel like I missed out on and I feel like I would have enjoyed this show more had I for lack of a better word aligned myself with her well, yes. And this is my final question because Beva has to go. But also, first of all, you need to, I mean, I'm in LA, Beva's in LA, Leah's in LA, and Joanna's in LA. So you need to get on a plane, girl. I am, I am. Out. I'm there. I'm there. I'm okay. there soon. I can't be it's without my soon. Lola. But just to, before we go, like, do you, because they did make you this shrinking wallflower and they screwed with the audience, do you think producers try to protect Marisol, like, and give her a good edit? Uh, so, so... Marisol says that Marisol says that she's got production in her back pocket, that they're her friends, that they're whatever, and that they would always make her look good. I don't know that anybody has that kind of control, but I mean, it kind of looks like it, like they're protecting her, but are they protecting her? I also think they've shown that I, I don't think she's getting a, a great edit. I think that the episode with me, they gave her a pass, but I, I feel like, like she's getting a lot of negativity. And so I, you know, I think they balance it out. And if I was the, you know, the casualty of that scene, because she's a full-time person and I'm only a cameo. And so right. why are you going to hurt a full-time person when this cameo person really doesn't matter? And so that could have been the way that they saw it. I don't know. I think I that's what it was. I yeah. think it was just your like. Why would they protect you over somebody who's a over her? Cast and and I, and I don't know that it was protecting. I think they were looking at her character as a whole, the whole evolution. And I don't think they want to screw anybody over that bad. I think it ebbs and flows with every person. So well, is there anything? Do you does everyone feel better before we go? Do you feel like you're putting this like Beba says that she is done? This is it. <laughs> it's not even that I'm done. I think I I said this on her podcast that I'm just like my I hate that I was involved in this way because I don't want to be associated with I, I don't want to be on the show. And in yeah, a she way, doesn't we want to be on the show. We yeah. were on the show, and it's like we talk shit on our podcast. It's if you have a podcast that does Bravo recaps or like talks about anything any show or any celebrity you have to have an opinion and like I so happen to have an opinion because something was personal so it sucks that I'm involved on the show I don't take anything back don't get it twisted I still think that Marisol should suck a dick but you know I just I hate that I was involved <laughs> yeah, right no proudest and, and moment I, my proudest I moment. I don't I I regret that she regrets her thing I don't care. I'm fine. I'm, you know, I did it. it I don't, it is. you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I, I come, you know, the, I, I appear later on in the season again. Um, you know, whatever I still have, I still have all my ducks in a row. And so it's a great Yolo. thing to know. It's, it's a great thing to know that I'm packing this arsenal that if I wanted people to just like scatter like roaches, when you look, turn the light on, um, Ugh, I hate that. Then I, I, <laughs> um, then I have that ability. 
Mm-hmm. Well, one day in the future, Beba, you can sit this one out. Anna, you can come back and, and you tell can you just, everything. We can go skeleton by skeleton and start. <laughs> and, and tw- it's 11 a big years walk in closet of skeletons. And we can just go down the list with Marisol skeletons. Okay. Thank you guys for doing this. Sorry for keeping you for an hour and one minute, Beba. <laughs> How dare you? I know. No, you it was great. I'm glad there. you're such a great interviewer. I think that that people will get a lot from this and, and you know, the information. I hope so. I have no reason to, you know what I'm saying? I have no reason to say uh, this happened different. I don't, not saying that it happened differently from what was there. I'm saying they had to cut a lot out because you're not going to yeah. put two hours of chaos. So, but- what I'm telling you happened in between. I think that I owe it to the audience to know. We'll get a director's cut one day. Yeah, exactly. Can we Please do. (laughs) Well, I appreciate this. Anna, get your ass out here so we can have. I will. I'll be there two weeks. All right. Love you guys. Less than two weeks. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones. And the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.